0: welcome back to design dudes with three dudes that design uh, we've been gone for five months no we, we've been here so i mean we existed for five months but we didn't record our existence yeah we
1: weren't in cryosleep.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean i was in i don't know about you guys
2: i was thought
0: out man i mean i i can't afford cryosleep.
2: Dave, what do, you, what do you think is gonna happen in 2015? Design trends.
0: Hmm, design trends. Design trends are easy. Right. What do you get? Uh, so, I look at lots of portfolios, and what I've been noticing, specifically on portfolios, is floaty damits. Floaty damits, what's a There's floaty like dammit? A floaty dammit is some sort of hollowed out triangle, or square, or circle, or jigsaw puzzle piece. That is neon colored on a white background and is sort of parallaxed. And they float all over the screen. Do they serve any purpose? Do they move? No. It's just like some of wow. them move. They're just fucking internet what do they confetti. Mean? So, uh, yeah. what do they mean? They mean <laughs> party? Internet confetti? I don't know. It's just some style that's coming mm. back. It's like fucking MTV Question. in the 80s.
1: Is it yes. similar to the great innovation of PS4 and Xbox One? new uh consoles where they just added particles to shit um it is probably the lo-fi version of that don't you love particles i love particles who doesn't love particles they add a sense of depth. depth depth particle um but but yeah you know the question are the are the are the floating damits on top of everything, are they floating in parallax? Some of them are. And this is also, again, this is, a res- these,
0: like, the browsers are able to do this stuff now, right? And so people are trying to figure out a way to make everything animated and everything parallax and everything float. And they're, they're like, well, we don't have anything that actually needs to float on this. So let's create an atmosphere with damits. So I've seen at least five or six mostly portfolio sites do this now. <laughs> so I don't know. Whatever. Great. It's fine. It'll last for a little bit and then Okay, off. what's the next one? But yeah. Uh design yeah. trends. Uh, <laughs>
1: 2015,
0: I'm saying it right now. Someone will bravely use a gradient. What? One like gradient. It's going to come back. From
2: one color to a completely di- completely different color?
0: Yep, and it's going to win a web. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what about What best, about embossed best text? and bravest
0: <laughs> <laughs> gradient? Embossed text? Mm. I don't. I don't know if we're ready for that yet. That's a lot okay. of depth. Uh, I don't know what else is going to happen, trend wise. Uh, more of the everything that can be animated oh, will be animated. God. I know stuff.
2: it's going to happen. It's going to continue to happen.
0: So there's that. What was that site? Uh, animated people who are.
1: I was at a blog and, recently you know, where every single word of the blog post no. <laughs> animated faded in. No. It's yeah. You, you shaking your wow. head around. I was shaking. Because yeah. you could scroll down through the whole article and it wasn't finished fading in all oh, of the words Oh, shit. Like yet. lazy
2: load text? Yeah. Oh, oh fuck. I
1: fucking. I
0: just. Already you're, everybody's lazy loading no, their blocks. Let's lazy load know. every no, they're, stroke
2: they're, of every letter. Let's push it. So it's gotten to
0: the point where I guess the lazy load was a thing that needed to happen on big sites. I think we talked um. about this before. And now people are faking the lazy load as a style. Stop doing that Stop well, your lazy website loads needs all over to the place.
1: Assemble like a transformer.
0: Exactly. That that thing is a trend, I mean it's been going on for a little bit, and now everything needs to assemble as a transformer. Things are flying in and whatever else. But yeah, there's a there's that site that hover dot something oh, man. Uh, that Animade put out. And just go look through that. Some of the stuff is fine. I mean some of it is purposeful but the majority of the things on there the ones that aren't experiments are just too much just calm down relax <laughs> relax 2015 just relax guy relax your animation bro yeah i don't know what else uh facebook is going to hire everyone oh they're so still going we're gonna still going to all work at facebook chuck have you been hired by facebook yet
1: <laughs> three times uh, during this podcast right. <laughs> just Try to escape but they keep drawing you back in every time i've left to start a startup um (laughs) that startup we got some traction but ultimately they offered me a position that i couldn't refuse and they bought my (laughs) company for the price of my salary wow for that year Mm, it's pretty good uh but i'm thinking about starting a new startup you know with a couple of the bros
2: we're yeah, gonna start a start startup. Up. I think you need to get out there. I'm waiting for an offer to come in start. for a, a purchase of the design dudes. Oh yeah, I mean it's bound to happen. We we
0: do have a lot of uh, forward momentum, a lot mm-hmm. of traction. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: we should be aqua hired
1: yeah. a- Who doesn't want to
2: hire a company of three men? <laughs> <laughs> that's isn't who indeed. That's, that's what the industry needs, right? More men. Hmm. Uh. Damn. <laughs> no.
1: Yeah.
0: It that's untrue. What you're saying is untrue and I do not agree with it. More dicks. So uh what other design Diagonal trends? scrolling. Diagonal scrolling. We've got horizontal, we've got diagonal,
1: vertical. Bro. I've seen diagonal, diagonal the other day. What? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> What? I've, oh, okay. you know what though? The only way you can actually scroll it is by is by using one of these god-awful Mighty Mouses where you actually oh, yeah. diagonally <laughs> oh, scroll. Damn. That vertical What's scroll you know, won't it's, it, fly. It's,
0: it's a niche market website. Probably for like Mac products. Like uh, some laser-etched bamboo tray for your mm, iMac or something. It'll assemble itself. And it diagonally scrolls. And, yep, <laughs> And assembles itself right before your very eyes yeah. uh, also i want to coin a term that's related to too many men in in design mm-hmm. and in tech so we've been talking about scroll jacking uh-huh. i want i want to coin the term scroll jilling <laughs> which is just regular scrolling that just works <laughs> that's it this site this site has a lot of good scroll jilling that's all it's great it's coined. coined it's coined thanks guys
1: uh what else well you're missing the most important one which is your prediction for 2015 that someone will bravely put a hamburger menu inside of another hamburger (laughs) menu what you know what i think it's time like we've had a lot of talk about the the ux
0: they said it couldn't be done Though it does
2: work we talking about the meat part being a whole hamburger like I'm am t- talking about one hamburger <laughs> menu. Yeah.
0: And then within that menu, another hamburger menu. Sub-hambies.
2: Think about it. Sub-hambies. I'm going to whip up a prototype yeah. after this. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be that guy? Yeah. I don't I know. know if you want to be a
2: It's going to be either a Quartz composer or uh, Google form prototype mm-hmm. and I'm going to I'm going to launch it tonight.
0: So everybody's been arguing about how the UX you know drops significantly with a hamburger mm. menu and people aren't able to find yeah. it and like your content isn't there in front of you and yada yada yada. I think the solution is add another level. Because mm. then you see the first one and you're like nothing I want yeah. is here, but what about this it's next one? It's like a second menu? course. Exactly. It's like double the padding. Um
1: question Mm-hmm. If you open the first one, then the second one, yes, and then click on the first one again, thus collapsing the first hamburger menu... Does it collapse the universe? Yes. Hmm. So I think that it should fold in on itself, uh-huh.
0: creating a wormhole. I don't know if you've got, seen a, uh, Interstellar. Mm. So space is like a piece of paper, and then you take a pencil and you poke through the paper... And that's two hamburger
1: menus. Do you Aww. think that when um, they were explaining that to Matthew Mahanike on the Mahoneke. spaceship videos already <laughs> that he that he was already on? Do you think it, Do you think that at some point, if somebody was like, you know, did the fold over the paper and then plugged the hole through it? Do you mm. think there was a possibility that he was going to say something like, "Oh shit, that's what we're doing." Get me off this ship. (laughs) Fuck this.
0: (laughs) I'm
1: out. (laughs) Somebody, nobody explained this to
0: me. (laughs) I mean, space should not fold like that. That's not natural.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so there's that.
0: Yeah, double hamburger menus. It'll happen. Let's take a step. If it doesn't happen by the end of 2015, we are dropping
2: the goddamn technical ball. I'm thinking the end of the week, we should, I'll make an (laughs) effort to try to make this fucking double hamburger menu. Thing, a reality. Right. Double Hammy. That's going to win us. We'll call it the Double a group Hammy. Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a Webby. The group Webby. It's, it's, it, yeah. We It'll be it. under the
1: category of best use of time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I want to know about the new trend that you discovered in 2014 called G Fix.
0: All right. So, G Fix fix for people who don't know what G fix is which is everybody <laughs> who who isn't a G fixer I don't know what they're actually called. Wait, Anyways, is it so wait it's a, a G unit no maybe I don't know <laughs> I haven't I haven't gotten super deep into this it's called G fix Basi- uh, it's GFX so I think it's graphical effects graphic effect I don't who knows Uh, <laughs> But basically like, I think in 2013, 2012, more late 2013, at Carbon, we started getting like just tons and tons of 15 year old dudes, mostly building portfolios and like taking over our Twitter stream because we became the de facto place for people to show off their Gfix banners and stuff. So, I guess YouTube and, like, a few other places, like, when everybody started going to their big, wide cover image things, mm-hmm. you know, Twitter and Facebook did theirs, and, and then YouTube did one, there became this, like, there, just out of that came this weird subculture of making banner art for each other. I mean,
1: stuff like this has existed like think This is not new. Like, I think about GFX, and I've never heard of it, GFX, but... GFX well, as like old school PC demo days where people would take fucking Kai's power tools and uh,
0: it is the modern version. Well, modern, whatever. It is the it's, The style it's has researched. not changed much from that. Yeah,
1: exactly. It's basically and all tools, all tools, no sense.
0: Exactly <laughs> yeah. that, and there are. Thousands and thousands of these kids right now. So give us and some like, examples they, of, like, the way that that would look. Okay, so... Paint the picture. The best thing I can think is, like, 2001-ish, you know, like, two advanced, like, everything, Matrix, mm. right, came out, and everything was dark and sort of neon green and blue or whatever, and, like, some, I don't know, post-apocalyptic cyber future, <laughs> and everything is, like, super metal lens flarey bullshit and so like it, it's that plus Michael Bay plus lots of like weird gun models they just they just rip off models from like mm-hmm. places you can download them like uh, 3D models and, and it's just super textures and there's speed runs of all of this stuff being made and it's ridiculous they just have pattern libraries and stuff and like where that where do they put these in Oh, on my fucking app. You're saying they call them ports? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, so there's an entire vernacular for all of this (laughs) stuff. And, like, it's... I don't understand where it came from. There must have been some, like, 30-year-old dudes or something like that. There are no girls in this, by the way. It's completely, like, gamer kids, right? And they decided to make some of these things for, for their friends. And then some kids saw it, and they're like, you know what? This is the shit. And, yeah, they just... They like trade redesigns, and they like charge each other like two rework. bucks. And yeah, it's yeah. And they talk about their ports. Man, I gotta sh- I gotta update my port.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It is it is and madness. And their port and they, is they, they,
0: what? Their portfolio. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, it, it is like crazy active though. They, I mean, they're in. There's like
1: entire. I mean, but think about think about stuff. the first time you got you got your hands on a copy of Photoshop. You know, yep. and then you're no, like what does sphere eyes do? Yep, that's going in the toolkit. So I'm I think gonna turn somebody into then, spheres. Though, back
2: then there was no reference. You would do like we hadn't Yeah, you would
0: do this and then sort of you'd just look at it. You'd be like, Oh wow, I just made some space looking thing. Oh, like render some clouds. Shit, it's like I'm in the Oh, sky.
1: remember a- alien like, skin?
0: Oh yeah, oh, dude! Fuck yeah, Kai's Kai's power tools, Scan alien lines.
2: skins, and then you got Poser. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Poser came later. It had everything. You on. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, you know, listen,
1: fractals.
2: Yeah, dude. See? Fractals you have did. never come back. We should we should host a Fix competition. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I think can't that have the, they're already so established that we'll just let's, look like no, terrible No, let's get, noobs. get these new school designers. All right, the ones. That we work amongst, the ones that work at Facebook, Mm -hmm. the ones that work at Airbnb and Twitter. The ones that work at Facebook. Let's put them to the test, and let's see how good they really are. How they stack up against regular G-Fix pros.
0: I was thinking about this, because I see a lot of it all the fucking time, uh, because I can't get away from it. We seriously get, like, 20 of these kids
2: signing up a day, so... Whoa, yeah. The price. These I don't prices, know that I could make this stuff found a price sheet, layouts, hmm? $10, thumbnails, oh, $7, yeah. Five, banner, $10. $10, icons, $2. You can get should a banner get one, plus icon. Should we get one designed? Yes.
1: Of course. We could. Go contact I, I just these realized people. it's the Fiverr.
2: The community is the Fiverr of graphic design. Who's the best fixer so, around? Which kid is stunting the, the hardest? Is that what they Who say? Who is the Joshua Davis
1: of GFX. I bet it's I Joshua Dadds. <laughs> He's still doing it. <laughs> He's behind the whole thing. It's probably where we are. It was Mr. Log. Whoa, this is a like pretty weird next Gfix,
2: GFix Union. GFixUnion.com. What? So,
0: yeah, they're unionized. <laughs> <laughs> they, basically, it comes all from these gamer tags and stuff. So, like, there's tons of, like, Call of Duty tie-ins and stuff so they'll make your ps4 i mean whatever the this shit. is
1: not this is not unrelated to um to source filmmaker because if you look at the majority of stuff that is developed on source filmmaker it's like fucking super weird team fortress 2 fan fiction really and then like 3d models of naked women that oh, 15 year old boys are mo- are basically animating 3d porno with it's all. Connected. That's the majority of it, and 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 the GFX community or GFX or whatever you call call it is very much intertwined with that because you use Source Filmmaker to make the 3D parts of that of those sweet sweet graphic design cuts.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, so what I'm wondering, I think that this community is so insular. Like when we were fooling around with all the plugins and stuff like that, Kai's Power Tools. I knew that I wanted to make designs, right, that were like better. I wanted to make a thing that you see in the world, right? I don't print or something like that. I don't know that there is an end game outside of making these banners for these kids. Like it is because they're such a big community and that didn't exist before, they it's dribble, basically to them. They like like have twenty thousand followers and shit on Twitter. And they just—it's—it's an end in and of itself because you know, like five bucks, I don't know. So I—I mean, some of them are going to become real designers, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. It's a very weird
2: world. If you want to go on a trip, all you got to do is search Twitter for GFX, Gfix. I'd—I'd look into YouTube (laughs) because you can watch these like
0: speed runs of them making (laughs) stuff, and there it's—they spend so much time on these things. And they're, they're ridiculous. I don't know. Yeah. Some of them. I don't know. Dave, P-fix. would you say you're over it? Uh, you know what? In my 22 years on this planet, I've seen a <laughs> lot. And I'm over it, guys. Breaking
1: news, guys. Wait, hold on. on. You heard it here it. first, folks. <laughs> 22-year-old yeah, veteran know. designer, Brad Frost. Over it. <laughs> is announced to the world that he's over it. Did you guys hear about this? He's 22. I don't know. He fucking looks 22. I don't know. Read I've, his bio. I've seen. I've seen. Wait, what is he over? I don't know. He's over it.
2: What is it? <laughs> what is it?
1: I don't know. He's... I didn't read the article. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Was this on the top of designer news? Was this? What this is on the about? top
1: of designer news. He's basically Some designer famous right now. A designer quit yeah.
2: the industry.
1: No, uh, I don't. Do you guys? Did you guys read it? No, I don't. No. I, don't I don't read stuff. This is I just this look is at leading pictures.
0: into uh, one of the things that I'm going to do for 2015, which is to stop reading everything. I th- I don't know. In the same way that that Tumblr and and all these other things are becoming just exhausting because any sort of pure impulse is being beaten out of it. Like, all of these fucking think pieces
1: and, and articles about being over it because another browser comes out or... Okay, yes. Whatever That's exactly talking. what this is. So I, re- I read it and, in this short period of time from then till now. Or from that, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyways he basically says two days ago i got a call from some guy at microsoft and he was telling me all the thing we had an hour-long conversation but i could distill it down to microsoft we're making new browser and me saying oh that's nice of course i'm happy happy microsoft is creating an evergreen standards-based browser unencumbered by Le- legacy rot but the truth is i don't care um he well you should care cause it's your fucking, fucking job gr- grammar Oh, what the f- uh, my device fatigue has been acting up fierce lately. Well, that's not a fucking device, but whatever. What I'm over is this is these people who are over things. So, and I realize <laughs> I'm not the fucking like, absurdity <laughs> of me saying that on a well, fucking I- podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But come on. Come on. Like I'm just o- I'm over the
0: fucking just I'm done with the goddamn talking about everything which is what (laughs) you are doing
2: I guess
1: I want to talk about it and not listen to anyone else this is what I want to do in 2015 Brad Brad Frost is constantly tweeting writing and speaking about the web and other topics is
2: he tweeting right now? I'm going to check
1: he's also created some (laughs) tools and resources for web designers including the this is responsive pattern lab styleguides.io WTF mobile web and was Why are we giving this kind of guy a commercial? I don't even know who this guy is. I don't know is. anything I'm sure he's about him. Great. Yeah, yeah, but he's over
0: it. I don't know. <laughs> we do know that. Yeah, I just think that there's just it's too much garbage now. There's too many people with too many fucking opinions. I'm one of them, but my my voice is pretty loud, so I deserve an opinion.
2: <laughs> I don't know. How how's your movie, Chuck? It's going to be How'd the best movie? movie
1: I've ever made, yeah. or the best movie that has ever existed. <laughs> Tell us about it. One of those. Wow. What the hell have you been doing? Um, in between Destiny, I have been working on a movie. Cool. And one of those things is I've been... Uh, Prototyping the movie in three D, so doing pose to pose animation using a tool, which is actually a tool built on top of a game engine called Source Filmmaker, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's basically a way that you can create a you can create a, uh, a scene and drop in puppeted three uh, D models and then pose to pose animate them. Uh, and then edit that scene together, light it up. Um, you can basically do everything that you uh, you would in a uh, in like a. I don't know. How would you describe it, Pascal? Like from from your perspective.
2: Um, it gives you the whole pipeline of yeah,
1: like the editor, the the poser, the lighting system, yeah, the renderer. It's such it's a all bummer sort of that built it in.
2: hasn't come out on OS X and probably won't.
1: Yeah, and you know, honestly, it hasn't even received all that much developer love uh, since 2012. So I'm so not sure. Was it open source? No, but uh, source Source is the is the engine that that uh, that a couple games like uh, Dota, Half Life, uh, League. Um, no, maybe no Dota. Um, Team Fortress. A League of Your Own. The Team Video Fortress Game. Portal are all built on top of. And so, as an engine, it's kind of dated at this point, honestly. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but there's the Source 2 engine is coming out, and um, we'll see. But there is like every game engine now has has a um, sort of a cinema editing tool, um, and you use it to edit the cutscenes for video games, which is completely logical, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, uh, Crytek has the Cry Engine's uh, Cinebox. there's also the Unreal Engine's uh, matinee, and those are sort of crazy hard to use, complicated pieces of software. But Source Filmmaker, if you if you watch a video on how you know on how the user interface is, it's actually pretty awesome, pretty beautiful. Still, I think too complicated for a non-technical person to like just jump in and make a movie. But um, yeah, but. You know, with about a week's worth of investing time and and uh, and getting up to speed on it, you can make you can make um, you know a scene in a day or something like that. It's 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 really fast, really easy to prototype huh. a 3D scene, and it's the end result is kind of beautiful.
2: It looks far more intuitive huh. than animating in a traditional package, like you know, animating something in Maya or in cinema or any of those other things because there's a lot of setup with that shit like this yeah the the dream is to be
1: able to make something as fast as you possibly can without too much technical knowledge on setting stuff up um and so if you if you come from the perspective of using maya that's sort of a little crazy um, all the setup that you have to do with this, um, there's a limitation as to you know you can't you obviously can't model anything in Source Filmmaker, but um, as far as just moving props and puppets around and uh, making f- facial animations and curves and editing curves, it's uh, it's pretty beautiful.
2: Makes a ton of sense to be more specific in the tool instead of letting it be a big generalized thing where you could do a you know hundred thousand freaking things in. I think that's a problem a lot of people have when they're diving into um, learning 3D software, for example. There's just right. so much shit yeah. to have to wrap your head around, and you only need, like, 10 things in there to do what you want.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's also this other trend. Um, well, there's a sort of two tracks of trends. I don't know if you guys follow Autodesk software. I know Pascal does. Sure. Um, but... Yeah, I subscribe to the blog. <laughs> the, the, uh, so Autodesk has these very like high-end tools, like 3D Studio Max, Maya. I think basically they own um, most of the, um, the high-end visual effects software programs that people use outside of one company called The Foundry, um, mm-hmm. and that's probably not exclusively true, but that's mostly true. Um, and uh, that, now they're coming out with these sort of easy-to-use programs. Uh, Pascal, have you seen 1, 2, d No, I haven't. It's the super dumbed-down um, versions of, of like, Photoshop, like, some sort of Photoshop-type tool, a modeler. Mm. Um, they, have, like, they have sort of a dumbed-down sort of ZBrush-type tool.
0: Yeah. Is it, what was the one that Google bought? The SketchUp. SketchUp? Yeah. Yeah. Is it in the same realm Very, that?
1: very, very similar. Yeah. There, that one would yeah. be called 123 Design um, or 123D hmm. Design. Uh, hmm. It's super interesting, actually, because it's kind of like they rebuilt the interface from the ground up. I'm not sure exactly how intuitive it is. Um, I, I don't fully understand it, but I did watch YouTube videos on like how to how to you know model certain things um who's it for that's the part i I don't really understand uh because you're you're it it goes back to the sort of conversation of like do you create the super dumbed down thing where you can't do a whole lot of stuff and then as soon as you Mm -hmm. say oh but it would be really great if i could do this and then all of a sudden your product becomes some sort of hairy asshole (laughs) It kind of looks a bit like
2: Autodesk Inventor. (laughs) The technical term. You ever ever play with Autodesk Inventor? They were trying to do some breakout stuff like that, too.
1: Oh, yeah, but I guess Autodesk Inventor actually turned into something that quite a lot of people actually use.
2: Yeah, I remember being able to do some really interesting, like, non-organic geometric uh, design stuff. It looks like some of the ideas in in Inventor made it into 123D
1: yeah totally. And then I think they took some stuff from Sketchup. Um, yeah. but I do I do like I do like the process of sort of learning interesting UI patterns for especially something as complicated as um, 3d modeling yeah. and then being like, yeah. oh well like what's the what is the minimal UI uh, you know uh, toolset that I need for manipulation of 3D stuff? And I think that's pretty interesting. And definitely, it's way more interesting than the 3D Studio Max that I used uh, 12 years ago. Oh,
2: so. yeah. I mean, that was the I first use that. I used that same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What about uh, 3D Studio R4? Command line stuff. We need to get back to our roots. <laughs> I that. started that A way. Pobre. I remember
2: using, uh, mm-hmm. oh, man, really early AutoCAD, actually, where everything was command line based i i think a lot of it still is where you would type in all the operations like chamfer vertex like three points and then hit return or semicolon and you would do everything procedurally like that
1: you know sometimes i miss Mm. that a little bit because you could just go up the stack and be like oh i want my chamfer you know i need to modify the location of my chamfer
0: (laughs) Um, yeah you No, but
1: i do miss i do miss location i'm I'm sort of i'm sort of serious in that like now you know if you don't know exactly what you're doing in a program you you get to this state where everything's sort of i feel especially like this in 3d software where i'm in this state where i'm like fuck maybe i should just like uh revert close the application reopen it it gets
2: buried in a lot of ui and like since a lot of it is like pretty interactive too like, say you are, like, chamfering in Vertex, then you got to know, yeah. like, oh, you have to hold down Option and drag along the Y-axis to be able to select the thing. And it's, like, usually such an obscure gesture that you have to be able to pull off. Yeah. yeah. So I think that, the, the like, all these VR
0: things that are coming out might make this stuff a little bit more accessible. Because the normal people trying to fiddle around with a 3D app or piece of software is n- nuts to watch. Like you have to understand so
2: many weird. Well, it's hard things enough knowing how to, to navigate around the space. Just that takes. a Yeah,
1: I was gonna bring up uh, ZBrush because we're we're modeling faces in ZBrush, and mm-hmm. I don't actually I don't actually interface with ZBrush. Uh, I have a 3D modeler that that uh, that works with me, and so George Lucas. Yeah, <laughs> George Lucas comes in and he models for me. <laughs> He just models yeah. for you. More it's neck, cute. and he's like, "I can't do that." <laughs> uh, enhance the waddle. Enhance the waddle. <laughs> um, so, so, but ZBrush, ZBrush is a as a high end, very complicated tool. Is a very beautiful thing. Actually, like the stuff that people who are highly trained at Z, and skilled at ZBrush, they make beautiful stuff. So. If, if you ever watch yep. a speed run of somebody making turning a sphere into like you know some something magical like it's it's a That's beautiful awkward. thing. Yeah. But um but fuck man, uh, I feel like if I if I click the wrong button in in that <laughs> like I'm launching some sort of fucking nuclear attack. Um <laughs> there's just noses everywhere. It's just yeah, I feel like one false move and you're in and your whole thing just falls mm-hmm. apart. Um, and that's, that's sort of a tragedy because I kind of want to talk to my computer and be like, I want, I want this part where her chin is. I want it like to go in a little bit and it's like, oh, cool. You want to use this tool? I'm like, cool. Awesome. Like I want an automated helper of sorts where I, where I kind of explain to the computer or an, or an agent and I say, Hey, I want, I want to do this. And it kind of, I need the clippy of ZBrush. You just need I'm an intern, man. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. You, you need a dental assistant. <laughs> yeah. you well, tools. I have one, but I'm just saying most people... Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know. I tried to get back into... I mean, I don't have anything to make in 3D. This is the problem. Like, I'm interested in it. I used to do all that stuff 12 years ago. It's 3D Studio yeah. Max. And then, you know, I, I tried even just cinema. And I'm like, I don't know... <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I don't know where to fucking start. You can start with the tutorials or whatever, but, you know, I could figure it out.
1: I I think Cinema 4D is actually really nice because it's the new kid on the block. accessible. I've been liking it a
2: lot. Um, It's really nice to light and render in cinema.
1: Yeah, I think it's lighting and rendering is beautiful. Um, It's definitely definitely way nicer than my... There's uh, lots of
0: resources now, so you can, like, sort of pop stuff in and goof around with it. But, yeah. I guess you just need to have some project in mind. And I didn't, so yeah. I made I made a bunch of uh, spheres over checkerboards, some teapots. It's great. Dolphins jumping, <laughs> chrome dolphins. It's gorgeous.
1: You making any more tools, Chuck? I was actually making a 3D. Um, I was making Source Filmmaker before I thought before I knew about it, and so I just decided that I would use Source Filmmaker. I also uh, was writing a, and I guess I still am, I was writing a word processor. Um, And that sounds really... Because it's 1982? (laughs) It sounds really, uh, really daft. But um, Mm -hmm. no, I had this this idea about creating single-mode devices, and I built a computer that only runs my word processor software. See, I do like this idea a lot. My f- one of my favorite
0: devices in the near near past, near past,
1: <laughs> recent past has been the Kindle. Yes. Like just
0: the basic Kindle. The it Kindle does too much shit a, now. It is
1: a beautiful mode one device. It-
0: I think if I had more of that stuff in the world, I don't need a fucking bigger phone that does more things that are in the middle. I need one thing that does it really well and that I can put in a bag. This
1: this goes beyond just the word processor uh, conversation, but the idea of single-mode devices is um, the opposite of multi-mode, uh, whereas, you know, you have this phone, which is essentially a mammoth computer. That phone can do oh. anything, and it, there's a billion fucking apps that you could download onto that phone, and they will do any of those things. And yet, you only probably use six to ten apps on a weekly basis and on a daily basis desert golfing. you do the same things and we are creatures of habit we do the same things and so as a device if that device does not have a particular m- single mode modal purpose uh we end up just doing whatever the habit it's of that thing freaking is distracting and yeah there is some ups and downsides to this the upside of a multi-mode device like a computer is is that the computer has become this ubiquitous thing that we have on our person we have one on our desktop um and it does kind of everything that we need it to do and we develop tools around that but on the other hand you have things like waffle makers where a waffle maker only (laughs) makes waffles but also only sits in a cabinet (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. doesn't make waffles most of the time. <laughs> um, and so I think I think of single-mode devices as being not something for everyone, but if there's an aspirational thing that you want to do, like make shit-tons of waffles, you buy a waffle m- maker, and then you you dream of every Sunday where you're going to get up early to make waffle batter and then make waffles, and I'm sure there are a bunch of people that actually do that. I'm not one of them. Um, me neither, but it sounds for great. For me, I want to spend more time writing and focus on writing. And so for me to have a dedicated desk in my apartment that only, and it's a small desk, and it only houses this uh, this word processing computer, um, I've designed a word processor that's very specific to my needs, and that's all it does. And so, Chuck, yeah. Chuck, Chuck, did you invent a typewriter? <laughs> uh, I am actually looking into making my own keyboard. But, <laughs> but there <it> that, is. <laughs> that is a different project. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. But 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 the, the 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 high level idea is very very strictly functional, straightforward, single mode device um, designed completely the way that I want it. And then word processing wise, um, super minimal, super minimal, but contextually very complicated. So no. Ne- I don't want to say complicated, but very rich in what it does. So there's all these editing tools that I do all the time. Uh, You know, I guess a good example is people that run their stuff through the, have you ever heard of the Hemingway app? Yeah. Mm, Yes. It basically just shows you your use of adverbs, repeated words, uh, complicated Mm. sentences and things like that. So it basically just built all that stuff directly in as well as a bunch of other stuff so that's that's the core of the idea ultimately um, you know not that crazy the other thing is is that it's um it's a full buffer word processor so there's not a virtual buffer so you can render the entire text in 3d and that sounds probably way out uh way out of scope but For me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, the reason why I want that is because I want to be able to see, I'm working with a lot of text, you know, like, uh, you know, 200 pages worth of written content. And so I need to be able to look down and see the entirety of the text that I've written and be able to quickly go to that text. and that probably sounds super weird until you see a demo of it, and then you sort of understand. I mean, put on a Hololens and swim through the texts like Scrooge
0: McDuck in a. Monday. Well,
1: I you know I think people associate my idea is great, Chuck. Like <laughs> <laughs> my whole my whole idea is that um, you can assign physical space bookmarks to large large pieces of text and be able to go to that very easily by simply just looking down in your text document and saying, Oh, there's that, that thing that I wrote there click, you know, point to it. And then you're there automatically. It's largely inspired by like using the Oculus Rift, honestly, because in a 3d space, you can look up and down. So makes sense. He's probably right. Well,
0: I, I have one, one thing I want to accomplish this year. Trying to think of what it
2: is.
0: (laughs) Uh, Oh, I do want to make some. You know, everybody's making creative networks because the you know the flickers die and then something else picks it up and then the blog spots die and then Tumblr picks it up and then Instagram is still pretty. I still like Instagram. It's good. But yeah, we have a ton of creative junk and there's a lot of stuff to look through. But I don't want to make another thing where you like post some stuff and then people heart it and then comment on it. There has to be a thing beyond that, and I don't know what it is. So I refuse to make another creative network, but I do want to crack something there. I don't know. That's all. You can cut this out. I'm,
2: love I'm it. still here. I was. I was. Uh, I, was I was hit touched. hard by that idea. I was touched. I'm crying.
1: Mm. It put me in a place Shut that up. I've never been touched before. Shut up before. both of you.
0: I hate you. Uh, I need to go because people are here. Yeah, we should, we wrap, should wrap this, this up.
2: Do you, Dave, do you want to do an outro, and I'll just edit it so it sounds cool? Um, sure. What do we want to say in our outro? I think you should say you should you should put it on the intro,
1: and you should really reinforce that people should savor this episode
0: because <laughs> we might not do another one. <laughs> yeah, like,
2: uh, we'll do another one. Yeah, we're we're gonna
1: do some okay. other ones, but like you know. Uh people 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 seem to like throw away podcasts, but this is one of those ones that you're really gonna want to keep.
2: <laughs> what? what you know? Chuck? You're so sentimental right now.
1: Yeah, like like yeah, I know. you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, you know, when I'm walking around or I'm doing something else mm. and honestly it's just one in one ear and out the other. But like this one this one is this one is not one of those. We want this one to be in your
2: dreams. Okay. Yeah. To this rattle one, around in your heart. Right. This is the one
1: that you sure. dust off, you put in your china cabinet, and you relish. Although I hate the word relish, okay. so don't use that word. Use another word. I'll oh, preserved okay. pickled vegetables. If you're in your car all right, guys, and you're listening to this podcast, pull off to the side of the road. Really absorb it.